Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my point of view with me, Camila. Hello everybody, welcome back, welcome if you're new. I'm a 22-year-old college student from Argentina having a lifestyle career-based podcast that shows you that life is easy if you consider things from a different point of view. Hi everybody, are you like listening to a better sound? I hope you are. I bought a new mic, but we're going to talk more about that later, but I hope you're enjoying the better sounding situation i just i love this it's so good <laughs> it's so easy to use i mean i had a bit of problems with some kind of the things mainly being like how to set the headphones in and out or whatever but i think i've got to figure it out of course as we go it's gonna be sounding better and i'm gonna be discovering it more and everything but yeah i got the blue yeti nano for everyone wondering the blue one i don't know why here the blue one i'm gonna talk more about this later but the blue one here was like way cheaper like i got it here in argentina for if i do like the conversion of my currency to yours which will be us dollars it was somewhere around 75 76 dollars which is really cheap because in amazon this mic is like 90 something i think correct me if i'm wrong but yeah so we have a better quality sound mic after like 10 months everybody <laughs> i'm so happy so before we get into some uh, life updates new sections that i want to put into like my intros and stuff um, let's talk about the reviewer of the week. So if you're new here or if you haven't ever heard, I choose one reviewer from one review from my Apple podcast situation, um, podcast reviews. Yes. And I just read it out loud and shout them out at the beginning of every episode. So yeah, that's what we're going to do today. So you, if you want to be like featured on one of my intros, just, you know, write me a review, leave a nice pretty review or maybe like a constructive criticism or whatever you want on apple Podcasts. so today's reviewer of the week is growth mindset gal she says great message love listening to the podcast she gives very useful advice and has great guests so thank you so much for that review it's so nice i love reading my reviews on apple Podcasts. they just they made me so happy so remember just go rate review on apple Podcasts, and i will feature you on my episodes <laughs> so we're gonna add some new sections to our intros you know i've been doing since i've had the girls from love you made it podcast well that's like two episodes only i've been doing like what i'm loving and what i'm hating and stuff i've been listening to a lot of podcasts that do that and i'm gonna shout a specific podcast that do that that inspired me to create this new section which makes my intros longer yes but gives me a reason to use my mic which is great because basically i have all my episodes pre-recorded with my old mic i wanted like a reason to use my new mic so i needed like a longer intro you know because if not this would be already like done and i would have to just not use my new mic which i love so <laughs> yeah and i love just weekly reviews on the podcasts every podcast that i listen to so i'm gonna shout a specific podcast that inspired me to create this new section which are of course the love you minute girls who do what what i'm loving and what i'm hating this week the dare to self-care podcast by jen lauren she does what's in alignment and what's out of alignment for her that week which also i love and then Fingers Crossed podcast by Christy and Sierra. They were both guests on this podcast. Uh, I'm sure you all know that, that podcast. They do the Fingers Crossed and the Lemons of the Week, which is also another section that I really love. And yeah, I've been listening to those podcasts way too much. I'm going to admit it. And I'm just always like thinking about like, well, what would be what I'm loving and what I'm hating or whatever, or my lemon of the week or something. And so I was like, I'm just going to add it to my podcast, whatever. Like, no one cares. If you want, you can skip like 10 minutes and the interview with will begin by then. But <laughs> if not, you can just stay and review the week with me, you know. And so basically, I just decided that I'm going to call this new sections. I've been, I've been looking for like something that hasn't been used before, something that I haven't heard before, because a lot of podcasts do this not gonna lie it's not like a new wow new and improved <laughs> section but yeah mine is gonna be called highlights and challenges of the week which i like because you have like highlights i always talk about like highlights of my week or not my week or my year i like i like the term highlight and i like the term challenge because it's not like 
negative but it's just something that challenged you during the week which would be like quote unquote the what i'm hating the what's out of alignment and the lemon so yeah so that's what what this section is gonna be called so we're gonna start with the challenges always and then end up in a good note with the highlights yeah i hope i don't make this one too long <laughs> but basically my challenge is the monday that you're listening to this is gonna be the day after valentine's day and i don't know why maybe it's because i'm listening to too many dating podcasts lately which has been my obsession I, I said that on my last episode but there's like this pressure of like dating on the pandemic and everyone feeling like they're losing a year of their life or something or two years or whatever and it's like I thought that we single people and I'm talking <laughs> about all this, we were going to like take this year for like personal growth and all of that and then you realize that everyone is dating and it's like what and I'm not mad about that I mean you can do whatever you want but there's no like people feel like there's the need to do it because they if not they're losing a year of their life where they can find someone they like and it's like no <laughs> no it's not necessary I mean if you want to do it do it but there's like this pressure and always it's, a, it's this time of the year because everyone needs to find like someone to spend Valentine's Day with or whatever. But it's just, it's not necessary. You can spend it with your friends. Here in Argentina it's harder because I know that in the United States and everyone else in the world you can celebrate like friends and your loved one on Valentine's Day because you basically celebrate love. Here we have a different day to celebrate like friendship it's like friends day and you hang out with your friends it's back in july so it makes valentine's day a bit more lonely for us single people because it's not like friends day friends day is in july so you celebrate that day and whatever i mean it's okay but it's kind of a bit harder to kind of think it about it's you can do the switch and just celebrate it with your friends and celebrate the love that you have for them but here is like way harder because you already have a day for friends i don't know if i'm making any sense so it's always this time of year that it's kind of hard. I don't really ever talk about dating on this podcast or my like dating life because I don't have one. But actually this year I've, I've done a really great big like self-growth journey. I mean, I'm thinking about myself back in 2019 and myself in 2020 and now 2021. I was just not, not okay. I mean, I can do a whole episode about how I've grown through a pandemic and how much I've taken this opportunity for, opportunity for self-growth. And again, I feel like you don't have to date. Like, if you don't want to date, if you want to take this here for yourself, it's totally okay. I saw this TikTok, and with this I'm going to end my highlight of the week, because if not, I can talk for hours. But I saw this TikTok about a man, he, I think he does a stand-up show somewhere, I want to watch it. But he was talking about, like, it's okay if you just take some time of your life to grow to like work on your self-love and be a little selfish because you have all your life to be selfless and if you don't know who you are and what you can offer to like someone that you're dating how are you going to put yourself out on the dating war and if you don't love yourself how you expect others to do the same and he was talking about like if you love yourself like a 20 percent let's say and someone comes and loves you like 30%, you're going to be like, wow, that's so much, but it's literally less than half. I think everyone saw this TikTok. And and it was like, yeah, that's so true. And I feel like, again, this time of year for us single people, there's such like a pressure to find someone because everyone all of a sudden has someone to spend Valentine's Day with. But there's not just... If you have a friend's day or your friend's baby cannot hang out with you that day, just celebrate yourself and the love you have for yourself. And if you don't have love for yourself and if you don't love yourself yet, just try to work on that. I mean, I work on that and I'm not in the best place yet, but it's so rewarding to see how you can actually start liking yourself and then loving yourself and having a great relationship with yourself. It's just, it's really good. So yeah, I know this episode is going to come out once Valentine's Day is over, but I just wanted you all to know that it's okay if you take this year as a selfish year to work on yourself and not date. If you lose a year of dating, you're not gonna like not found anyone, be single your whole life. Like that, that is not how it works. And that's not gonna happen. Like there's plenty of efficiency. I think we all saw like <laughs> the TikTok that the sea is full of trash, but no. Um, and yeah, you're gonna find someone again. Just taking, I feel like the best thing you can do to then go and they didn't want to actually found someone is work on yourself and be self-aware and like yourself and love yourself and all of that 
so yeah that's that's my challenge the pressure of dating in the pandemic and having to find someone for valentine's day was really a challenge all this week for me i was done looking at people just crying over valentine's day and like making like jokes about being single and how being single is bad and i'm like no no that is not how it works and that is not how it should work and i i totally saw everyone doing valentine's day episodes and i was like I didn't even realize that it was Valentine's Day week until everyone started posting an episode about it. And I was like, oh, it's Valentine's Day this Sunday. And I'm just going to spend it with probably my family. And I'm going to be happy. And everything's going to be okay. And sorry for it. Usually my highlights and challenges are not going to be this long. But this one's like a challenge that I was really passionate about. So yeah, I wanted to do a whole episode about that challenge. But I don't know. I don't feel... I don't have a big dating life, so I don't feel like it is correct to talk a lot about that. I'm probably going to do a bunch of stories saying that <laughs> close to Valentine's Day, so you're probably going to see those before this because I am so passionate about loving yourself and growing yourself because my quote in life is like, we accept the love we think we deserve, which I know is like a super used quote, but it's so true when you think about it. And if you just don't think that you accept that you deserve great love, you're not going to accept it, so... I'm not gonna go way more into it. I again, I wanted to do a whole episode about it. And I can totally do it still if you wanna listen to me talking more about this. But my timing wasn't great. I took a final on Friday, which for me now right now will be yesterday, and I was all over the place with that. <laughs> Just it, it's a thing, you know. And like my floors in my in my bedroom are gonna be redone because I have some like things going on with it which we're gonna talk about somewhere else so I was a mess this whole week and I really didn't have time to do like a bonus Valentine's Day episode which I could totally have but I didn't so whatever it's okay it's okay we're okay and I think I've got my point across correctly and I think that everyone understands what I'm saying. But people are going to think that it's pointless to say it after Valentine's Day. But I think that you can love yourself any other day. Doesn't matter when Valentine's Day is or not. Like, fuck Valentine's Day. It's just there. It's like a hallmark holiday to make you feel quote-unquote bad if you're single. But you don't have to take it that way, you know? And you can just love yourself and celebrate yourself the 15th, the 16th, March, February, whatever month you want. So my highlight of the week, now we are moving on, thank god, she was just on another episode there. <laughs> it's my new microphone again, uh, I don't think you guys understand. I think since I started the podcast I've been trying to get this microphone, I've been trying to get like a great deal with this microphone. I've been saving money freelancing, so I got like the money that I was needing. It was a couple dollars for you, but for me it was like really hard to get that money because I didn't work to grow. Money doesn't grow on trees. So uh, yeah, so with a bit of freelancing and then some money that I had saved, I bought myself this new mic, which sounds amazing, or I hope it sounds amazing. I hope you can hear my AC, but I'm not going to turn it off because it's so hot here in Argentina right now. And it's blue, it's beautifully blue. I was really scared of the color, but it's so pretty. If you didn't know, and if this is the first episode you are here, <laughs> um, in my point of view, welcome, hello. I'm so sorry for that long intro, I hope you don't mind it. And I was using a mic that came with a sing-along game, like a Disney sing-along game that I have for my Wii, that we used to sing like Miley Cyrus, Fly on the Wall, and... La La Land by Demi Lovato and all of those songs and I used that mic uh, for like 10 months and it worked pretty well especially with some edits but lately I just you know when you're like I need to upgrade my sound and I've been wanting it to do it since forever and then I just you know I just bought my mic so it's the Blue Yeti Nano it's, I'm trying to like get like the sound correctly the gain correctly the, the mic the how far I am from the mic so I'm working on it and it's gonna get better as we go of course and yeah I just I love it it's so comfortable and it's so pretty it looks so pretty on my desk I love it and it's so tiny I thought it was a bit bigger but since my desk is like higher maybe and my chair is like lower it's right through my mouth so it's not like I have to stack books on it or whatever it just works as it is 
and yes i'm just so happy about it i'm just so excited to do solo episodes and interviews with this and i don't know i just i love this freaking mic and that's my highlight of the week also i passed my exam yesterday well friday for you which is also a highlight because i was super scared and i have one more final and i'm done with like my junior year subjects uh which you, if you want to learn more about how my college works just go back and listen to my compare and contrast college's episode with natalie barbu i feel like that's a great episode to understand my situation right now <laughs> But yeah, my mic is my highlight and also my past exam. So just, you know, I'm going to add on my post that this is like my new intro section. So just let me know what's your highlight and challenge of the week. And so now we're going to get into the episode. So today's episode is a very, very, very exciting one. I just cannot believe that I'm saying that she was on my podcast. I'm still in disbelief. But today's episode is an amazing episode with the one and only Michelle Reed. She is a sweetheart. She's just, I mean, I've been watching Michelle for like two, three years now. Wow, three years. And she is just as nice, maybe even nicer than what she shows on her YouTube videos. I mean, I think it's just, it's insane how nice she is. I was like, wow, Uh, incredible. Again, I've been watching her for like three years now. And it's just incredible. I cannot fathom the fact that she was here still. I, I listened to the audio and I'm like, what the hell? So for those that don't know, Michelle is a 22-year-old YouTuber that lives now in Dallas, Texas. She used to live in New York. And she's a full-time YouTuber, lifestyle content creator, and all of that jazz. She also has a podcast called But What's Next? That's my favorite podcast. Today is on a Monday. So if you're listening to this right now, then go and back and listen to Michelle's episode from for this Monday. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's going to be great. She's just, I I truly cannot believe that she was here. I am just still like, whoa, what? So we talked all things YouTube, all things like college, YouTube, how to like draw a line between your public and private life, how she decided to share her faith on her YouTube, which I think is very important. We also talked about her podcast, about her nine to five job in New York, and then she decided to quit to be a full-time YouTuber slash content creator. Yeah, we touched on everything and anything that you can think of. It was such an exciting conversation. I love talking to her. I just, I was over the moon. And then she put me on one of her videos and I was like, stop it i was like this cannot be true she followed me on like my personal account and i'm like oh my god i I still cannot believe it uh so yeah it's so exciting to have her here i just cannot believe it michelle if you're listening to this thank you so much for being here with me incredible amazing insanely great episode and yeah i just hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoy my new sound and I'm just going to leave you with the conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of My Point of View. And today I have a very, very exciting guest. Hi, Michelle. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. So before we get started, do you want to introduce yourself for the people that may not know who you are? Yeah, of course. So my name is Michelle Reed. I am 22 years old. I live in Dallas, Texas, and I am a full-time content creator, which is essentially the same thing as an influencer. I just hate the word influencer. So I always say content creator, but I'm a YouTuber. I post things on Instagram, a lot of lifestyle content. So I talk about fitness. I talk about getting married and doing our apartment so like home decor stuff and everything in between so it's a really fun time and I'm really thankful that I get to do it full-time thanks to like sponsors and everything so yeah it's a little bit more about me yeah well that's so exciting but before we get on to today's episode I usually ask this to guests just to kind of especially with everything going on in the world I just want to put like this question are right at the beginning of the episode so basically I ask like, everyone how are they really doing so how are you really doing I am honestly in a really good place. And if you asked me that a month ago, I probably would have had a different answer because I was definitely going through a big funk, I would say, from probably October to the end of December. But ever since the new year, I don't know what it is. I've had like this switch in my head where I feel really motivated. I'm 
trying to be more creative with the videos that I'm creating online. I think that's given me a lot of fulfillment too, and just feeling a lot better in my routine. I think during the holidays, it can be easy when you know, you're like eating differently than you usually do. You're not working out. Mm-hmm. And those things are so important for me to kind of stay sane. And so I honestly have been in a really good spot for the past two weeks, which I'm really thankful for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm so happy for you. Thanks. <laughs> And then I wanted to start uh, basically talking about YouTube and then we'll move on. I I usually do it kind of chronologically, like the topic. So first I wanted to talk about your YouTube, like why and when you started your YouTube channel. So I actually started YouTube when I was literally in, I think, intermediate school. So I was in sixth grade. I was probably, I think, 11 or 12 when you're, I think you're 11 when you're in sixth grade. I was so young and I would make just these really funny music videos with my sisters. It was very much like TikTok now, like that's what YouTube was like, (laughs) or it was very just raw, dancing with your friends. And so I started there. And then I remember I found Juicy Star 07, Blair Fowler on YouTube. She was a beauty guru. And I was in middle school at this time. And I was like, why can't I make beauty videos? I want to make makeup tutorials. I want to show my clothes. And I remember seeing her room and I thought her room was so cool. So I would buy everything she recommended. And I started making these beauty videos. And I think that's when I started actually gaining subscribers. And it's funny because I am literally not even wearing makeup in this interview right now. I'm not like a big makeup person (laughs) anymore. But that's what was really popular then. And so I started with that. And then in high school, I started to do more of like the lifestyle videos, kind of sharing more of my family, my friends doing kind of the vlog style stuff that I do a lot of now. And then in college, I just kept doing it because I was always just showing my life. And I think that's when it really became a full time job because I was getting a lot of brand opportunities and was able just to pay for all my expenses on my own. And that's when I really had to think, you know, is this something that I could actually do full time? And it always really scared me. But after I graduated from college, I tried to do kind of a traditional job for, I think, six months and just realized that it made a lot more sense financially. And then it was just something I enjoyed, you know, and it was such a privilege to get to do something that I love so much as a job. And so I actually got to quit that job. And now I'm just a full time YouTuber. So I've been doing it for close to like 10 years now, which is insane. But it's definitely a lot different than it used to be. And it's cool just to see how it's evolved. Yeah, yeah. And also, I I usually talk with YouTubers that are kind of lifestyle, which are what, who I watch now, because I also started like watching the whole beauty gurus and also my kind of personality and what I wanted to watch kind of changed. And I started watching more lifestyle YouTubers, but I feel like the content kind of evolved as the watchers evolved, maybe. <laughs> so no, yeah. I feel like I had like the same process that you did for creating content, me like watching content. Yeah, you know? and I don't know if you remember, there was like that period where it was the really like staged videos of people's like routines <laughs> and they were so professionally done. And I'm so happy now that things are just a lot more like raw and natural and it's people just like sharing their honest struggles and I like that we're at that place on YouTube because it's just a lot more relatable yeah no for sure I I remember having like a hard time because I was I was I started watching YouTube like I don't know like six years ago wow seven years ago I don't know like so long (laughs) and I remember watching these routines and people like were looking perfect of course they had makeup on but I didn't really realized and I was like wow how do they do this like their morning routines are so professional and I was like going to school like high school like mm-hmm. my uniform and I was like wow and now what I watch is just so relatable and it makes me actually kind of feel better and seeing people with no makeup and just kind of like today I slept in or today I didn't get all my tasks done and that's okay I feel like that's the relatability relatability factor that I'm looking for in the content that I watch so that's basically why I like your content so much like I love your vlogs that are just so like normal you know because mm-hmm. sometimes you see this uh, content creators slash influencers with this big like trips and lives and oh my god and I'll see sometimes you get kind of caught up on comparison and being like whoa well I don't have that I'm not a content creator like and sometimes it gets kind of hard but I watch your videos and do your recipes and I'm just like copying your <laughs> recipes and be like wow I love this and Aww. it's just so I'm not relatable you know that <laughs> oh that makes me so happy <laughs> 
And then I wanted to ask you, what's your most favorite thing and what's your least favorite thing about being a YouTuber? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'll start with the least favorite so then I can end on a good note. I think mm -hmm. the hardest thing for me when I do create this content that's very much my life and it's me, you know, vlogging and showing what I'm doing every day and showing kind of more personal aspects of my life. I have felt the pressure to kind of overshare or almost not mm. keep certain things private. And I've learned over time that for a lot of people, they get to separate, you know, their personal life from their work. But for me, the two are very much intertwined. And so it's been increasingly yeah. more important for me to learn, okay, it's okay to have some things more private. Like, even though I'm married now, my relationship with my husband, I try to keep pretty private because it's just something that is like sacred to me. Whereas a lot of people could really capitalize on that and make a lot of videos and people like that. But I've learned that I want to make my job about me and just my thing. So then all the other parts of my life aren't kind of like subject to getting scrutiny online, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think yeah. my favorite thing, oh, there's so many good things. So it's always hard to find the favorite thing. But I think the best thing is honestly like what we're doing right now. I think with this kind of job, I don't get to see a lot of my viewers and it almost seems like they're just numbers and it's so focused on growing your yeah. audience, but you only really ever see the numbers. And so it's so cool that I've gotten to meet my viewers in public and like have a conversation with them and just like getting to talk to you. It's so natural and it makes me so happy that it's allowed me to have that connection with my viewers because I used to be someone who was super introverted. And I think over time, I've gotten a lot better at like socializing and making friends and all that stuff. And I think that's a big part of it. I like surprised one of my subscribers a couple months ago at her birthday party. And it was like things like that, oh. that I'm like, it's so crazy that I get to do stuff like that and meet these really awesome, you know, young women, just through making YouTube mm -hmm. videos. And it really does make my day. So that's always been my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like, uh, like maybe like, like too much, but I feel like I know you maybe because I watch your vlogs or anything, but I, I always kind of feel intimidated when I do the, these interviews because I, I don't want to seem like I'm like, wow, I watch every video and I know everything you do, <laughs> but sometimes it's kind of weird, you know, because I watch, I usually watch YouTube right when I wake up and right when I go to sleep. So it's like my everyday routine, you know, and Yeah, you're, you are basically part of my daily routine. So sometimes yeah. it's kind of weird doing these interviews and I'm like, wow, you're real. And like they'll start talking about something and you're like, oh, I already know that. Because like you said how I'm recording in my closet. I was like, sorry about the closet. You're like, oh, I already know that. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of nice. Yeah. You get to skip past all the surface level stuff. And then like I just mm -hmm. get to focus on like meeting you and like meeting my viewers because I'm like, you already know everything about me because my whole life's mm -hmm. online. I love yeah. that. Yeah, but I feel like And I wanted to ask you that also, like, how how do you draw the line between, like, public and private? Because I even feel like sometimes, even having a podcast, which is, like, a small podcast, sometimes it's hard to draw a line because there are no, like, straight lines everywhere in life. Sometimes it's hard, you know, especially with lifestyle content. So how do you do it? Do you maybe ask people if they want to, like, your family? I know your family, show your family, your nephew, mm -hmm. your nieces, and I follow them and I love them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Do you ask them if they want to be on your videos or do you choose yourself not to show them or how do you do that? So most of my family and even Aiden, I think a lot of people think that they are the ones who don't like to be on camera. And my mom is the one person who really does not like being on camera. So I will never show her. She's just very private. But it's more so me yeah. drawing the line versus them because I have just seen other YouTubers, especially within relationships where you show every single part of your relationship online, it gets to this point where you're asking yourself, you know, am I doing this for content? Or am I doing this because of my relationship, you know? And so I've really mm -hmm. learned through other people telling me that and when I was in high school, I was in a relationship and I put it all over the internet. And I remember how it felt yeah. when we broke up and like seeing all these people who knew everything about my relationship, like making assumptions and just asking me a lot, which, you know, I asked for because I put it out there. And so I just kind of learned moving from that experience, like, hey, this is something that I don't want to do again. And so I just chose not to do that. So I definitely think it's kind of trial and error. And it's hard because there are times when I'm like, 
oh, this would like perform really well on YouTube if I did this. But I just have to assess, you know, am I doing this for views or am I doing this because I want to do it? And is it better if I just keep it private? And so I think trial and error has been the way that I've learned to draw those lines, but it's definitely hard. Yeah. Yeah, well, wow. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, sometimes I think it's hard to admit that you maybe want to do something for content that is yeah. kind of personal. And yeah. Yeah, well, you see like it working for other people. Yeah, it feels kind of uncomfortable even to watch because you kind of feel like they're doing it for views. Like we, the people that watch and I speak we as if we are like a big community, but at least mm -hmm. I speak for myself. You cannot know when people are doing things because they are natural to them or because they are for views. I feel like you can just feel it when you watch it. It's like a vibe that the video yeah. gives you, you know? Or just like clickbait videos where they'll mm -hmm. say some outrageous title and it's like hardly a part of the video. And that's something that I really try not to do because yeah. I'm like, I want people to watch my videos because they like the way they're filmed or they like the things that I talk about or the products I recommend. I don't want it to be because they think there's some shocking thing in the video. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you also talking about like these personal and public things. I'm really interested in like how open you are about your faith on YouTube. Me, I'm personally not a religious person, but I went to like a religious school and a Catholic school and I do now, I go now to a Catholic college because it's really good, the one here in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I always didn't just love like people who were so open about their faith on YouTube because I felt like it was like, they are a community and you not religious, you're kind of a part of it. And I love how you just make it open to everyone or not, especially in your podcast. I feel like that's where it is, but I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about your podcast later, but I feel like in YouTube, you started being really open about it. So how do you do that? How do you come up with that? And yeah, all of that. Yeah. How do you share? How do you feel comfortable sharing that? I think for me, I share so many aspects of my life and my faith is the biggest part of it. And I've, you know, question, is it right to share my faith all the time? Because I know that a lot of people aren't Christians. I know people aren't interested in like faith content. So I try not to do a lot of like faith dedicated videos because for me as a viewer, even when like say for me, maybe I disagree with someone's politics and they like sprinkle it in their videos To me, it's not like offensive because I'm like, it's just a little part of the video. And so I do try to make it something where you can easily skip over or if you just like, in my podcast, I try to kind of give a disclaimer if I'm like, hey, this is a heavily faith podcast if you don't want to listen, because it's nice to kind of give your viewers the option to click out. But it's funny because I have a lot of viewers who don't share the same faith, especially I have a lot of Muslim viewers. And it's funny because I always get comments from them and they're like, I totally don't share the same faith, but I feel like I can relate to the things whenever you're talking about faith principles. So especially talking about like mm -hmm. receiving grace or being generous or like being fulfilled in your life, having like a bigger purpose than just what it is. And so I think mm -hmm. that there are some principles that people can still relate to, even if they're not relating on the basis of, oh, I'm talking about God here. Maybe they're yeah. talking about the universe, whatever it may be. And so I think that it's something that you can appreciate when someone is vulnerable in that aspect without actually agreeing with them, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, again, I love it because I listen to your conversations and again, I don't feel out of the conversation. I feel like I could even like give my opinion on that conversation yeah. because I usually treat podcasts as like a conversation that I sometimes like make in my head. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I just, I love how you approach it again. It's not like you just close it to your own Christian community. You just open it to everyone. And again, me not being a religious person, I just, I feel so interested. And I still, I think that those are my favorite types of videos or podcast episodes to listen because I find it so interesting how you approach it, you know? Yeah. And that was something that I sometimes feel very excluded from like the Christian community, if you will, because it does seem very <laughs> exclusive. And in my mind, I'm like, if we're trying to draw people to kind of ask questions about faith, like why would we make it seem like it's this extremely exclusive thing where you have to know all these certain things or yeah I think it's just a different approach but I'm really happy that you appreciate my approach yeah and I, and I totally get that part where you were talking about your Muslim um, followers because 
before this year, well, 2020, I was so not into gratitude. I don't know. I never really sat down and thought about it. And I remember you in your videos, you were always saying like, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for this other thing. My family, my husband. And I was like, wow, like that really made me question like myself, like, what am I grateful for? And I know that's a very like important principle in like church and all of that. And I was like, wow, like I know there are a lot of things that I was like, this is really important. It doesn't matter where it comes from, you know, like you yeah. need to like sometimes question yourself that i don't know i really like that yeah <laughs> so thank oh, you thanks means a lot <laughs> And then I wanted to talk a little bit more about your college experience because I know you went to college. So mm-hmm. where did you go to college and what was your major? So I went to the King's College, which is a really small liberal arts college in New York City. And when I say really small, I mean, it's like a thousand kids. Like it's really, it was way smaller than even my high school. My high school was like 4,000 students. So it was definitely really mm-hmm. tiny. And I majored in business administration. And at my college, it wasn't really like you could pick a very specific major. They had like a business major, which was the one that I did. They had a finance major. They had a like theology major. So you just kind of like picked the one. It wasn't like you had a marketing degree and a like supply Mm -hmm. chain degree or whatever it may be. And so, yeah, that's where I went to college. I feel like I've talked a lot about my college experience online because it was very different. I mean, going to school in New York City at a school that small too, it was definitely a different experience for sure. I, I watched the video that you put out about your college experience and I love that video. I feel like people are not again so open about things like that Mm. and to me what's so important because my school is also very small just like yours here are schools there's one bigger school and then like more little schools so my school is just like yours I feel like we are a thousand maybe a bit Mm. more than a thousand but not as that much and I just related to so many things that you were talking about and I was like wow this exists in America like (laughs) I didn't know that and I just I don't know. I, I loved your whole like talk about college experience, but going more into like your major, why did you choose your business major? Did YouTube have anything to do with that or were you wanted to do something completely different after college? Yeah. So I knew that I had learned some business principles through running my own business. So things like negotiating contracts with brands and figuring out how to best market yourself online and like branding, all those things. And I was thinking, you know, how can I use all these things that I've learned in terms of a degree and kind of like make my knowledge a little bit more specific. And so that's why I chose business. And I thought I had the most experience there. So if I did want to get a more traditional job after college, that I could always fall back on that degree, given the experience that I had on YouTube. But it's funny, because I've always kind of wished I'm a very, like analytical person. And I like things that are like black and white and everything being very specific. And so I've always thought I'd be really good at accounting. And I've always wished that I would have gotten a finance degree because I just think all that stuff's so interesting. And, you know, like balancing your check, your checkbook. And I took an accounting class Mm -hmm. in high school or in college and just really enjoyed it. And so if I could go back, I would do that because I think I already knew a lot of the stuff I was learning in my classes. And I did learn some things, but It is fun in college just to study something different that you've always been interested in, but never had like pursued fully. And I obviously know that's a luxury. Like some people have to study something because they want to make X amount of money or whatever. But yeah, for me, I kind of wish I would have done something different. (laughs) I I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And then I wanted to to ask you, like, how how do you find your more traditional nine to five job after that? After graduating, basically. So I had a very like non-traditional kind of job application process. I had done a few LinkedIn kind of applications to where you just go online, you see a job posting, you apply for it, and then go through the interview process. And I had done a few of those and I had gotten one of them after college that I had applied for, but it just didn't pay very well. I was like, this is a waste of time. I can't really do this. And then another one I applied for, I made it through a few interviews, but then didn't get the last one. And so I was like, I kind of want to try to do a different approach. I feel like these LinkedIn applications aren't really going anywhere. And so I found this marketing agency in the city and they looked very new. It was all focused on influencer marketing. So I was like, you know, I've always done this from the influencer point of view. 
what if I did it on the business side in terms of, you know, working on brand campaigns where you have to hire X amount of influencers and building out campaigns for like what would work for a client. And so I remember I just saw their website and I just shot them an email because I saw their email on their website. And I was like, I don't know if you're hiring, but I've attached my resume, and my cover letter. Feel free to like get back to me. And they did. And I did like five different interviews with them. They're very small, but they wanted to pick people who would just fit really well. They had a very specific company culture. And so I actually got that job and I loved everyone I worked with. That was one of the biggest reasons why I did it because I've always worked by myself. And I was like, you know, it'd be nice if I actually got to work with coworkers and living in New York City. It was in Tribeca, which is just like a really like hip and trendy area Aww. of New York. So pretty. Yeah, it's like one of the most expensive too. And so I felt like I was in like a movie whenever I was going to work or whatever. And so that's how I found them. And they were great. I honestly have nothing bad to say about them. I just couldn't keep up with the hours in terms of doing YouTube and the job. But I always miss my coworkers that I worked with because they were so fun. And I struggled to find friends in college because I felt like I just didn't really fit in with my college crowd. And so it was like the first time where I felt like I had all these like really awesome, supportive female friends who were just fun to work with. But we'd like go out for drinks after work. And it was just really fun getting to be with them. So it was definitely a really good experience. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about like the whole like social work and mm -hmm. after work like community that you have. How do you kind of balance that now that you don't have a more like normal like friends community? Oh, you know, yeah. I don't know if I'm making myself any clearer. Yeah. Like how do you find your own community and your own crowd being a YouTuber? Yeah, so basically right now I feel like I have no crowd. It's like me and my husband, we spend a lot of time together. But that's only because we moved to Dallas and I have some friends here, but not like super close friends. Most of my close friends are in New York. And so we're still trying to find friends, to be honest. I really meet up with a lot of people who reach out to me. And I mean, it's also COVID right now. So you're not exactly like going yeah. out and like meeting a lot of people because people just aren't doing things for that. But I do know I have another YouTuber friend, Kenzie Elizabeth. She lives here and I see her yeah. probably like once a month and she's really sweet. And it's nice to get to hang out with someone who does the same job as me because not a lot of people can relate. And so we just have really good conversations and she's super sweet. But I'm still meeting friends to answer your question. And I'm hoping when we get more involved at our church, we'll start to meet some like younger couples too. Yeah. But yeah, TBD right now. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like when you have like more like work related events and all of that and all of that opens, you can keep on meeting people. But I feel like right now it's a hard time for everyone that wants to meet anyone new. I feel like in every in every aspect of your life is really hard right now. But does it get kind of lonely to do like your YouTube job or does, for example, being living with your husband helps you like kind of balance that kind of loneliness? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, so we're newlyweds, so I feel like everything's so new. And so right now, it's just honestly mm -hmm. been really fun just getting to live with him. And we do spend a lot of time together, but we don't really get tired of each other. Like we work out at different times during the day. So we consider that like our alone time. And then I love cooking dinner mm -hmm. at night. So like that's my alone time too. And he goes to the gym. So I feel like we have our separation and I am still an introvert. So I'm not the kind of person who like needs to always be around people. But I know it's good for me. And I know when I am seeing like one friend a week, I feel a lot happier. We also live close to my family. So we see them a lot. But yeah, I don't really find I get lonely. I get lonely when I think about how my life used to be in New York and how I was living with my roommate who was a friend and she would always have her friends over. So I was just seeing more people. But I've been trying to remember that you know, every season of life is just different. And I'm sure down the road, I'm going to have another season of seeing more people and being around people more often. But for the most part, I don't get super lonely, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I think it's because he's here with me working from home. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I totally feel that I am I'm an introvert too, which is why maybe I started like a podcast by myself <laughs> in quarantine. But I feel like Yeah, I actually realize when I see people like once a week, like you said, I feel a lot more happier. But sometimes it's hard for me to make the effort, especially again, right now with everything that's going on. I know that in the States, the cases are kind of really bad. Yeah. And here they're going up. So sometimes it's like 
maybe this is the time to be alone and maybe like in a couple of months I can be like more hanging out with people just to yeah. be safe and keep those around you safe you know yeah I totally agree and I feel like in a year when hopefully things are normal like it's going to be popping people are going to be going out and so I'm like <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait <laughs> then to live my my party phase seeing people <laughs> yeah and I was I was actually gonna ask you that because I heard I don't remember when I actually heard it but I heard that people were actually like yeah we miss like hanging out with friends and all of that but there are a lot of things that like this quarantine routine kind of gave us that we're gonna stay with mm -hmm. and that actually I kind of feel like the same happened to me so do you feel like there are some things that you put into your routine or you just like added to your routine now in quarantine that you're going to keep on having after all of this is, has passed? Man, that's a good question. I did a podcast mm -hmm. thinking of like reflecting on like 2020 and everything. And it is crazy how for the most part, this might sound bad, but my routine I feel like is kind of the same because I've always worked from home. But I think something that I started focusing on a lot in quarantine was my fitness and working out. Like when I lived in New York, it was one of those things that I kind of said, you know, if I have enough time, I'll do this. And so I was working out maybe like once or twice a week, not very often. But ever since quarantine, I knew, especially in March, if I don't move my body, if I don't like try to kind of push myself in this area, I'm going to go crazy because I'm here all day. I'm just sitting around and I was like, I need to. And so I started really doing different workouts and especially doing like strength workouts, which is something that I always like felt like oh I don't want to get bulky so I'm not going to lift weights but ever yeah. since starting that in March I feel so much stronger and I realize this is something that I need to do to stay sane it's not even about looking a certain way at this point it's all about you know if I don't do this in the morning or at night like I'm literally gonna go crazy and so that's one thing I do want to keep up is just making fitness a priority and instead of it being something that I do if I have time, like making it the thing I schedule time for. And so that's one thing that I definitely think I'll keep. Yeah, I I totally feel that. Yeah, for sure. Because this year I have, or when I went to school, I used to walk everywhere. Like I was never like taking a bus. Every, every time, every chance I got to walk, I used to take it because I just loved it. And then this happened and I was like 10 hours sitting on my chair and I was like whoa I need to move my body so I actually started like working out at home and everything during this time so yeah that's something I'm also gonna take with me yeah in the next like nor new normal or whatever that's gonna be <laughs> I know because I miss in New York just walking everywhere it's crazy how whenever you're walking everywhere like you don't even really need to work out because you're just burning calories that mm -hmm. way and feeling good so yeah you know, for sure. And I, I I, actually, I started working out because I used to feel like my knees hurting of being sitting down so much. I was like, what is going on? So I remember just doing one workout and just feeling completely normal again. I was like, wow, maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and then um, do you have any advice for people that want to start a YouTube now in 2021? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is the time, honestly. And something that I always hear from people who want to is that they want to do it, but they're scared that it's kind of oversaturated. Like there are so many people doing YouTube. So, you know, how can I be like a different voice online? And I think that's true that there are a lot of people online, but that doesn't discount that you like can't do it too. And I think there's so much emphasis on like finding a specific thing to talk about or like trying to have something unique about you. But honestly, every person is unique just by being themselves. And so if everyone was just themselves online, like that's your unique thing is just being yourself. And so that would be my biggest tip to stick to that. I think there's a lot of pressure to copy certain trends or, you know, even when I was starting out, I would try to make my videos like Juicy Star 07s or whatever. And I wasn't Juicy Star 07, so I didn't need to make my videos like hers. Like, people are going to watch her if they want to watch that. They're not going to watch, you know, a knockoff of that. And so I think my honest tip is just to be yourself. And then number two is just to be consistent. I think a lot of people get really discouraged when they're not getting the views or they're not getting the subscribers, or maybe they're doing a podcast and they're not getting the listens. But it's so important to stay consistent, especially on YouTube, because that algorithm will pick up on people who are posting consistently. But if you post once a month, like that's so many less chances to get people's eyes on your videos. 
And so being consistent, you know, posting once a week if you can. And I notice my channel performs a lot worse when I'm not keeping up with like a regular schedule. In December, I was like all over the place and I was just in a weird place myself. So I wasn't posting like enough. I wasn't trying new things. And so I think when you're sticking to a schedule, you feel more motivated and the algorithm also likes that. So no matter if you're not getting views, just keep going and one day they'll start going up. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see your apartment tour video. Yeah. I'm waiting for it since like you were in the I know. I'm so filming it next weekend, but I feel all this pressure because I'm like, there's so many more things that I want to get. So I'm just trying to be like, okay, this is what I need. And then after that, it's okay. I like just went and got plants today. That's why I was late getting on here because I got so overwhelmed in the plant store. No I was like, there's so many here. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited sure. too. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Because I remember like the the stories that you did of the like empty apartment. I was like, wow, that place is so pretty. I know it's like the weirdest layout too. I never seen an apartment mm -hmm. like that. I remember being like, I have no idea how we're gonna furnish this, but it's cool to see it come together. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Lastly, I wanted to talk more about your podcast because, again, it's one of my favorites. Every Monday morning, I listen to it. It just, again, it kind of, I don't know if it's your voice or what you talk about or how you talk, but it just brings me peace of mind. I'm Aww. like, wow, such a great way to start my mornings. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you why you started your podcast and why did you decide on the name, but what's next? So originally when I started it, it was January of 2020 was when I actually started like recording episodes and Originally, I was really focused on interviewing my mentors in my life. So people who I felt like had spoken a lot of wisdom into my life in terms of figuring out what's next for me and like what's next in my career journey. And it was very focused on interviewing people's career journeys. But it's funny now because that's like not at all what the podcast is because I learned <laughs> the episodes that perform the best, it's like you said, they were the ones where I was just talking about things I was going through or things I had learned. I don't know if it is just like the way I talk or what it is, but those ones do better <laughs> than when I have people on that my viewers don't know and they're probably just not as interested in. So I still have those every now and then, but originally it was all about learning what's next for people who are in their 20s and trying to get advice on career or whatever. But now it's kind of just like what's next for me because I feel like I only really do a lot of <laughs> podcasts about myself. Um, but yeah, originally I wanted to do it because I felt like there were a lot of topics that I talked about on my YouTube channel that I felt I couldn't go in depth into because it was just like a short video. And I wanted it to be the place where my real core viewers who wanted to hear the extra stuff could have, you know, somewhere or if two videos a week isn't enough, like here is also a podcast that maybe you can listen to because I personally love podcasts. I think I like them better than YouTube videos because I'll clean while I'm listening to them, do homework. I'm not homework. I mean like work. <laughs> When I was in college, I was doing homework and I just really enjoy them. So I wanted it to be a very specific Um, thing for those people so it's been really fun I have been very surprised I've stuck with it this long and I'm really excited mm -hmm. for it going into the new year so yeah and do you have like a favorite episode from your own podcast um I honestly think the one that I did with my dad is probably my favorite mm -hmm. because he's someone yeah. who I hadn't really showed in my videos very often I've done a couple of videos with him but my dad is in my life, like the wisest person I know him and my mom, but my mom doesn't like being on. She's like, I'm never doing a podcast. So <laughs> I just come to him with a lot of questions and I really trust his advice on things, especially when it comes to business and dealing with finances and all those things. And he's been the most encouraging person in my life. And whenever I was like dating, I was like, you know, I want someone who encourages me like my dad encourages me because he was just a really good influence in my mm -hmm. life. And so I really like that episode yeah. because he was so cute. He was like you where he like wrote out all of his notes. And anytime I asked him a question oh. he hadn't prepared for, he was like, I didn't prepare for this because he wanted to say exactly <laughs> what he meant. But that one's definitely my favorite because I love my family and it was nice to get to integrate them in something. I love that. And 
I wanted to I wanted to ask you maybe this is more like because I do more like a full time podcast. Do you ever like feel like that would you do, would you that you would do like a separate social media for it or do you want to still like promote it on your own personal social media? I definitely want to do. I have a pot or a podcast Instagram. I just never post on it. I just wanted to have the handle in case someone took it. But I have so <laughs> yeah, much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want someone to steal this. And so I have it, but I want my podcast to be something where I can actually hire someone to help me edit it and then also help me run my Instagram feed. And I've never really like hired someone before. I'm a control freak and I like doing everything myself, but yeah. I'm already so bad at running my own Instagram. I hardly ever post. I'm just not a big Instagram person, but I know they're really beneficial for podcasts, for people finding your podcast. And so I definitely yeah. want to do that, but I want to make sure I find someone who can run it but that's one of my 2021 goals is to actually do that because it's been a year now I'm like okay, I need to get on this but yeah yeah no because I know that usually when influencers or content creators uh, promote their podcast on their personal Instagram it does really well but I found I don't know I found like a lot of uh, podcast Instagrams that do really well even better than like the personal accounts so I always just wonder if people like maybe want to go the extra mile or not I need to go the extra mile because I'm not an influencer and also I, I'm like approaching a different crowd that doesn't follow my personal Instagram because I'm here from Argentina so I needed the whole thing but it's just something I'm always curious because I love social media and all of that and I don't know I wanted to know yeah. because and it's good for having that. like a community because I feel like for me I only get to see how people are receiving my podcast through dms or like comments on videos mm -hmm. but I never get to hear like okay what did you guys think of this specific episode so it'd be nice to get to have that on like an instagram platform where it's like more of a community I don't think I would do a facebook yeah. group I know a lot of people do facebook groups but I hate facebook so I'm like I'm just not going there but I think an instagram <laughs> is a good platform to do it on I feel like Facebook. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups. They get very like self-promoted, focused, you know, and it kind of mm -hmm. gets weird. But I feel like on Instagram, you can ask like, a specific question or maybe like polls or like a question box, and you just put it on your episodes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the people that follow you on your podcast Instagram are the people that actually listen to it instead of like just your own followers in your personal account. Yeah. But yeah, that's just like me. That's good advice, though. Thank you. <laughs> You really have all your stuff together, though, so I need to listen to you. My podcast is the one thing that I feel like I'm very unorganized on, which is why I need someone to help me with it. So hopefully soon. <laughs> and then on to like the last two kind of sections slash question of the episodes. One question I ask every guest is what's your biggest quarantine lesson? My biggest quarantine lesson. Hmm. Let me think. I'm trying to give a different answer than the thing that I said I liked mm -hmm. about fitness. Um, I think honestly, something that's really helped me is just like I said, staying in a routine. I think when you are home a lot more often, I mean, we probably spend 80% of our time in our apartment. Mm -hmm. It can make you not really appreciate your home because you're just there all the time. It's the place that you're always at. But for me, having like a routine where I do something in the morning, I have my routine in the afternoon, I have my routine at night, I appreciate my home more and I feel more motivated to actually work on stuff. And even just like going for a walk halfway through the day, that's something that we like to do. Um, it really helps break up the day. But when you're just here at home with no schedule, no organization, like you said, you can literally start to go crazy. And so I think sticking to a routine has been the most important thing for me. Yeah, no, totally. I totally agree. Again, I am an organization freak mm -hmm. because that's who I am <laughs> at the core of my being. Um, and I feel like breaking that organization in like the more normal life helps me. But in this quarantine kind of lockdown situation, I need to have it scheduled out because if not, I can go crazy. Yeah, Like I can go just sitting in bed and doing nothing or just being inside my room all the time. And I, if I schedule like, okay, I'm going outside for like an hour and then I'm going back or I'm going for a walk or I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. It actually helps my mental health a lot. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, I totally feel the same. And 
then the last section is like a rapid fire question. So basically mm -hmm. 10 questions that you just have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. They get okay. kind of harder as we go further, but they're not too hard, I think. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> What's your go-to coffee order? My go-to coffee order. I always just get a black cold brew. I like just plain cold brew. Sometimes I'll get a splash of almond milk in it, but for the most part, I usually drink it black. <laughs> I love that. I learned to do like homemade cold brew because here they don't sell cold brew on like a supermarket. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Uh, it's the best thing. It's even better than like hot coffee made cold. I love cold brew. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like it's less acidic. I think that's why it's better. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last show you binge and loved? Oh, so right now I'm watching Bridgerton, which I know everyone's watching on Netflix. <laughs> but I, I feel like I haven't binged it. I watch one episode at night usually, but it's really good. Mm, same. Yeah. What's an outfit you would wear forever? Ooh. Hmm. I honestly just like really simple crew neck sweatshirts. And then I have this pair of Urban Outfitters high-waisted jeans that are super comfy. They're like mom jeans. So probably that with that. And then like just sneakers. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of my go-to. Yeah. What's the best thing that happened to you this month? This month. Ooh. We are getting on a wait list for a dog. <laughs> to, no, on Friday. And so yeah. that will be the best thing. But yeah. This month, this month. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cute. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am such a dog person, but I wanted to wait. So it was like the best time of life to do it. It made the most sense. But yeah, we're really excited. Hopefully in the spring, if it goes to plan. It's like a breeder who we reached out to and she, mm. you can't exactly like know for sure if there's going to be a litter, but she said, hopefully January 15th, she'll know. So hopefully. Oh my God. That's yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks. What are, what are some of your favorite lyrics of all time? Lyrics? Oh my, I do not know if I can answer this one. <laughs> I feel like I'm so bad at, I'm trying to think. Of my favorite songs. Okay, I don't have a specific lyric, but I know I like all the lyrics in this song, and it's Stop This Train by John Mayer. It talks about, like, getting older, oh and I just feel like every time I listen to those lyrics, they really hit close to home, so. I I used to have a time in my life where I used to cry every time I put that song on. I was like, oh my god, this song hits so hard, like, in my heart. It puts like, you in your feels. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are three words to describe the city that you live in? Um, so I would say one, growing, because Dallas is growing really fast right now. Two, family friendly, because you can get a lot for your money here versus living in like New York City or something like that. And then three, hmm, let's say large because Dallas is really like spread out there are so many different areas of Dallas it's not like New York City where it's really condensed like you can really go to a lot of yeah. different it's very sprawling so yeah yeah wow that really great really great words <laughs> what's the best compliment you've ever received oh best compliment I've ever received hmm My mom always says that I'm a really good listener, so I would say that. Mm. I think in this world, even though I'm literally talking about myself this whole podcast, I think that we're really <laughs> obsessed with being talkers, but I always know I really appreciate mm. the people who listen really well. So that's something that I want to be good at and still get better at. Yeah. What's one thing you're grateful for? And this one, I added it because you helped me be more grateful this year. Oh, so thank you. <laughs> I think right now, especially, I'm just thankful for health and my family's health. I know that a lot of people mm -hmm. have lost loved ones or have had a lot of loved ones get sick, but I've never had to deal with, I mean, my grandma passed away, but besides that, I haven't had to deal with a lot of people passing away close to me. And so I'm really thankful everyone's very healthy in my family. If you could be one person for one day, who would it be? Okay, so I know this one. 
I recently followed this girl on Instagram and she used to be a ballerina in New York City, but she moved, I think, to Colorado or somewhere. But she lives on a farm and she has like six kids and she just raises these kids and she's so cute. She looks like she's like my age, but she's had six kids. It's crazy. But she's called, I think, ballerina farmer or something like that. But I recently found her on Instagram and she's the cutest person ever. And it makes me want to go like milk cows and ride horses. And I'm in a really big country phase right now. And so I really like her. But I would love to live her farm life for a day. <laughs> and the last one said, was a song that never fails to make you dance? Ooh. I think it's called, is it Wannabe by the Spice Girls? The one that's like, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> Every time it comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to dance. <laughs> I love that. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so, so, so much for being here with me today. Do you want to shout yourself one last time on your social so people can find you? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, my YouTube channel is just Michelle Reed, and my Instagram is just Michelle Reed. It's just M I C H E L L E R E E D. And then my podcast is But What's Next? So I post every single Monday, really early in the morning. So if you're someone who likes Monday mm-hmm. podcasts, it's the one for you. <laughs> And thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Well, thank you again for being here. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.